1: Join host Bo Marchanti as he brings the next generation of tomorrow's NFL stars
0: to you today. No more than the name. Welcome back to another edition of the C2P. I am your show host, Bo Marchanti. As always. We appreciate you folks stopping by and joining us as we do bring you the next collection of Tomorrow's NFL Stars here on the C2P format. We have a fantastic young man on the program this afternoon. He hails from Michigan State, began his career at Ellsworth Community College in Iowa, also had a stop at Arkansas State where he was a first-team sunged offensive lineman, but it's none other than Jared Horst. He ended his career at Michigan State. He was also invited to the Hula Bowl, many, many accolades as well. But with that said, Jared, welcome to the program, my friend. How is today treating you?
1: Yes, sir. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Uh, today has been great. Um, I'm down in Florida right now training, so, you know, life doesn't get any better than this.
0: <laughs> uh, where are you training at?
1: Uh, I'm training at Barwis. It's in Deerfield Beach.
0: Nice. And uh, is that where you kind of went through from – from, I guess, probably the, from the turn of the year, December to January, you, you get down there and that's where you kind of started getting ready for the Hula Bowl and Pro Day and all that stuff?
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, I came down uh, at the beginning of January to prepare for the Hula Bowl and then for my Pro Day, and then I've been down here since then.
0: Huh. Is that fun to talk about? It's just kind of, not not that you're taking it for granted by any stretch, but is it just fun to say, hey, you know, I was training for the Hula Bowl and my Pro Day uh I guess where I'm going is, did it go by in a blink of an eye from the time you began your collegiate career to where you're at now?
1: It definitely did. You know, um, looking back, sometimes I think about when I was in uh, my junior college, um, sitting in a small room. Uh, it was called Thompson Hall, and just you know dreaming about getting the opportunity to play college football at a higher level. And then you know my years at Arkansas State flew by, and then. My two years at MSU flew by, too. So, yeah, I I definitely would say that, you know, time has flown by for sure.
0: And a guy like you, I mean, immediately when I kind of start to look into you, I just think your trajectory of where you started to kind of how you ended up, uh, there's so much to reveal, I guess. Uh, I mean, how did you get overlooked out of high school? I mean, there's no way a kid of your caliber should have began his career at the JUCO level. What kind of got you there? And I also think it speaks to your perseverance, to say, hey, you know what, I know I have the ability to play at a higher level. Not only did you do that, and then you you dominated at Ar- Arkansas State, but then you went to the Big Ten and you had success. So kind of just walk us through that if you can.
1: Yeah, so I think, you know, a lot of guys from my area in Madison get overlooked. But then, um, you know, just dealing with some injuries and stuff, I, I kind of had a lot of people turn their backs on me and say, you know, my story's written off. And I had some people, you know, telling me, just go play D3 football, you know, just give it up, and, you know, just go play for fun, and, you know, nothing against that kind of stuff, but um, I had a buddy from my city, his name was Keontae Shad, Um, he went to Ellsworth before me, he was a year ahead of me, and I saw him, so I kind of followed in his footsteps, and, um, I mean, from just, you know, the injuries really took a lot of opportunities away from me, and... That's kind of how I ended up where I ended up.
0: Nice. Now, and we're not saying that it's a. Does any of that help? Uh, is that does that kind of put you against the world? Is that something you use as motivation? Some when you look back at the words of saying, "Hey, you know what? Give it up, dude. Go play D three football. You know, don't don't dream this big."
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's always something that kind of adds its chip. But then it's also, you know, I just I do it for the people that you know, I've always been in my corner, and then I do it for the people that, you know, maybe are in a similar situation to me, you know, uh, at a junior college or in high school and being overlooked. I want to be someone that people can look at, and it's like, well, if he can do it, then I can do it too, because, you know, trying to come up, I was trying to find someone that was similar to me and had a similar situation, you know, dealing with some injuries and stuff, but I really want to be out there and, like, show people that you know if you if you persevere and you believe in yourself like anything is possible to achieve fair
0: enough well said once again jared horsby standout offensive lineman here on the c2p the spartans standout and he played out left tackle the last two seasons and also invited to orlando earlier this year to play and the hula ball uh, what was that experience like for you? You go down to Orlando, you know, it's, it's kind of your first time to really let teams know who you are. They know who you are as a player because they see the tape and they watch the film, but now they get to know you as a man. Can you kind of, again, take take us through that experience and what that week was like?
1: Yeah, that, that experience was a lot of fun. Uh, it was an opportunity to kind of, you know, meet some guys from different places and, you know, see competition from all over. So I think, you know, getting to go right in front of scouts and do one-on-one reps and things like that and then meet with scouts during the day. Um, and then just honestly just getting to meet a lot of great people uh, really spoke to the experience and I just some of the fun things we got to do, like bowl and then just kind of hang out. It was it was a great week. It was a lot of fun.
0: And I'm curious, and I, I don't know this. I wish I did, but um, while you were down there, did they, they... – they squarely have you at tackle, or you used it. You know, were they did they want to see you at different positions? You know, during, along the O line.
1: Um, when I was down there, I played uh, strictly tackle, but I've been uh, hearing that I might be switching to guard at some point. Wow.
0: And do, any concerns with that? I, listen, I I know if they said, "Hey, we want you to be the quarterback," you'd be like, "All right, sign me up. I'll do whatever you need." But uh, do you feel comfortable with the guard spot? Right. Um.
1: Yeah, I think I think that would be a fun opportunity. I definitely feel like I could be a phone booth blocker. Um, You know, I like keeping guys in close proximity. So, I mean, something like that where you take people on a lot faster, I think I'd, you know, excel at that. It would take a, a short adjustment, but I feel like I'd be pretty good at it for sure.
0: Fair enough. And uh, this is your program. At this point, I think we're sitting here on the 3rd of April. We're three weeks away from this draft uh, taking – part in Kansas city at Union, but for you, Jarrett, I ask this of all our guests, if we threw you in that film room, they're breaking down your tape, these NFL scouts, what do you think they're going to love about you? What are those? I like to say your hallmark home run abilities that's going to pop off the film that they're going to love.
1: Um, I think the number one thing people will notice is just like the effort and the want to finish every play. Um, I think that's become kind of a lost art is You know, the constant want to put people on the ground when you have the opportunity to and, you know, impose your will on people. Uh, You see a lot of guys position blocking now or kind of absorbing, whereas I try to impose my will on other people. So I think that mixed with my technique and my hand placement is um, a couple of the biggest things that they would definitely notice.
0: Nice. So. If I got the binoculars on you from the press box and I'm watching the play go left and you're pulling your guy right, there's, is it fair enough to say there's a little bit of extracurricular activity going on before you put the guy down?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, potentially. you got to give him the business
0: every now and then. Um, <laughs> so every now and then, for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I.
0: that's my favorite thing to watch during the game. Once I find a guy that the, – the guy – the guy that you just, just just described in yourself, once I see that guy in the field, uh, I, I do kind of lavish in the ability just to kind of put the binoculars on him, play after play after play, because it's uh, so much fun to watch. Uh, how about this one? Again, I don't know what else we could reveal about you that can help you fall in the good graces of NFL teams, but this is your podcast. We do know guys listen in at the next level. Um, anything going notice, anything to add that you can, you know, you could have been a weight room warrior, film junkie, Maybe the offensive scheme that you played in at Arkansas State or Ellsworth or MSU didn't allow you to showcase there where you could have pulled more. I don't know. Anything else to add?
1: Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I want to add is, you know, I've always been a guy that's, you know, things haven't looked great. And when I get an opportunity, I make the most of it. And I think, you know, no matter what happens, no matter where I end up, I'm going to make a name for myself and I'm going to leave my mark one way or another. So, I've faced a lot of adversity in my life and, you know, I've seen times where people told me I couldn't do it and I'm still here and I'm still going. So whatever team takes an opportunity, I mean, whether that's being drafted or not, you know, they're going to get a player that's going to come in with a lot of heart and a lot of effort and
0: come in really to work every day. So that's what I have to add. And, and and you have the, you have the, I mean, you have the history of uh, proving doubters wrong and uh, you've made each step uh, spectacular and the USFL, what was it like to hear your name called? I mean, that, that had to be an honor. Nonetheless, you know, everybody wants to play in the NFL, but to be the first pick, I mean, that had to put a lot of pep in your step. Put it that way, that teams are recognizing you professionally.
1: Yeah, definitely. That was a great honor. So I spoke with um, the manager of the team, um, of the Panthers, when I was at the Hula Bowl, and we had kind of spoke. And then, you know, the day before, uh, the draft they had talked to me and said they were going to pick me. At some point, I wasn't expecting to be the first overall pick, but then yeah, to hear my name—that that was uh, an honor for sure. I'm I'm really excited about that opportunity, and I'm really happy to have that. So I'm I'm blessed for that for sure.
0: Yeah, that's a blessing. And again, it's I mean, you know, I mean it's just it is it's an it's a wonderful achievement once again jared Horst, the standout michigan state spartan here on the c2p breaking down some nfl draft and finding out a little bit more about what this young man brings to this draft table um we've been talking x's and o's since the show began uh, outside the realm of football jared uh, any other hobbies interests in life that you enjoy
1: yeah i mean i just like to be outdoors so i mean hiking going on walks uh boating swimming just like simple things that you know just bring joy and you know meditating that kind of stuff trying to keep my mental strong so being outdoors and you know trying to become closer with nature is always what i like to
0: do oh man me and you could be best friends i think i'm gonna uh, yeah i mean uh yeah if there's not a day i'm in the woods not doing something stupid uh it's not a good day yes i'm uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> seriously yeah i mean uh yeah i mean uh I'm I'm based in Ohio. It was like 65. I did about eight miles on the trails, and then uh, the sun was out. So I, I found a little nook on the rock by the river, and I laid on the rock for about an hour. I tried to get, you know, 60-degree sun here in Ohio in uh, April. Definitely. So more or less just the therapeutic side. But as you know, uh, that goes a long way to kind of uh, recharging the soul. Uh, we have a few minutes left, but I always like to end the show. We call it three and out. A few lighthearted off-the-wall questions. You ready to take a shot with some of those? Yes, sir. All right. Now, usually the offensive linemen are the bigger guys on the roster. They're the bigger eaters, I assume. Who was the biggest eater amongst your Spartan teammates in that O-line unit?
1: Ooh, that's that's a good question. It definitely was not me. Um, I think it had to be most likely Matt Carrick. He was guard, but he could put down a lot of food. He did some kind of food challenge when he was back home in Ohio that I remember hearing about. And it was ridiculous. It was eight pounds of meat or something like that. And then a bunch of fries and stuff. and oh. so that dude could eat. Yeah. So that, <laughs> yeah, that guy
0: could put down some that's food. Another <laughs> that's
1: another
0: level. That's almost one. like eating a child at birth. Um, how about this one? Uh, you could pick any school. Because you, you could you, – Ellsworth, it could have been Arkansas State or Michigan State – what coach during your collegiate career had the biggest pet peeve during practice, Jared, an absolute no-no during practice?
1: Ooh, that's that's a good one. I I got to take it. So there was kind of a story behind this. So when I was at Ellsworth, um, you know, being late to practice was always a no-no, but it was just the way we had to get to practice was – was hilarious like our field was closer to a high school than to where our college was so guys would have to walk through the woods to get there and then on days that it would rain dudes would show up with like muddy cleats and you know coach would throw a fit so that 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 was definitely an experience for sure
0: Uh that sounds that's kind of uh... And that's that small school. Uh, you know, people, people who miss out on that opportunity, you know, they, they, they might take for granted, uh, you know, some of the big schools and, and how it is. Um, the final one for you, my friend, um, as we ac- approach this 2023 NFL draft, that week, that weekend when you await to find out where you're going to land and hear your name called, who is the best cook in your family and what would you like that person to have specifically prepared for you as you celebrate this next football journey?
1: Ooh, I, I think my mom, for sure. She makes uh, a really good cheesy potato dish. So got to have the cheesy potatoes. And then my dad makes a meat and steak. So got to have the cheesy potatoes and steak ready. So
0: Fair enough. Well, mom is now That's on her. the clock for cheesy potatoes. Your dad is on the clock to get that grill ready for steaks. And you, my friend, are on the clock for the 2023 NFL draft. Hey man, it's been a pleasure having you on. We always like to stay, stay humble, stay hungry, be blessed, and we can't wait to see you do your thing at the next level.
1: Yes, sir. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you very much. God bless you.
0: You too. Once again, that is Jared Horsey, standout Michigan State Spartan. What a fabulous young man and great, just great backstory in terms of how he got. And I loved, I loved, I loved. How Howie mentioned early in the program that a lot of guys like to absorb, but he likes to impose his will on his defenders. And I do think that is a little bit of an art. And as I mentioned earlier in the program, uh, I've, there's nothing better than just a tenacious, physical, dominating offensive lineman. And I think those traits speak volumes of kind of how he got to where he is at. As always, we appreciate you joining us here on the c 2